Hello everybody, this is Rich from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Adam and Daryl from Archives to the show. How are you lads? Yo, how are you doing? Thanks a million for joining us. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. You're glad to be on the show. All right, no problem. <laughs> and of course, my wonderful co-host, Evan. How are you, man? Good, man. Good. Still Good. Going. Yeah. So um, congratulations, first of all, on a fucking fantastic debut release. Uh, DK blew me away. Uh, Evan tipped me off about you, in fairness. So uh, how did you come across him, Ev? I'd say it was just Instagram, I think. Um, yeah. I think it was through Worn Out. I think we were just kind of talking through that and then checked you out. And I think it was like, what I loved the most was the fact that it's a brand new band that like skipped the shitty growing stages. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think he did it right where it wasn't just like, here's some shitty demos and then all of a sudden there's a jump. Do you know, it, you seem like you kind of went in with like intent you yeah. know exactly what you were doing. You had everything kind of down to get over the te- teething stages. So second I saw that straight away, I was like, right, I'm going to keep an eye on these guys. And the stuff that you've put out so far is fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks um, very much. I just like it. Yeah, give us the background to the band, lads. Right. Yeah. Well, um, we had all sort of played before in different bands and stuff. We all knew each other for years. Okay. So in that sense, we'd kind of done the thing before where, you know, we'd release shitty demos and done all that kind of stuff. Um, and basically, during the first lockdown, we more or less sort of were talking back and forward about maybe doing something, just because everyone's sitting inside and you feel like you want to do something anyway. Yeah. So just sort of start writing remotely that way. And <clears throat> Well, we had four songs, didn't we? Well, uh, talking about an EP, and me and league guitar player, Stuarty, says, fuck it, well, we'll go for an album. And really put everything in this year with lockdown. And mm. just put our it like and it's exactly what we've done in the end well, we're going to try every 14 songs dwindle it down the the oh, 10 Jesus. yeah just we could have kept going not he wanted 14 like but yeah just thought 10 was a bit short for an album thought we needed a bit more and name out a few bands you were in right i was an ic playing with stuart and saul and we've done okay. that for years uh i was in like to be honest lots of like shitty bands when i was younger i was in like all the king's ashes stuff like that uh, more recently, I was briefly in Embrace Execution um, and a couple other projects and stuff that didn't really do much, you know, but yeah. I've done drums and survivalist and yeah. then Stuart and Saul haven't done much, no, it's just been I see whatever we have done, yeah. Oh, minimalist so. as well, we did minimalist together. That's, that's it, but nothing really, you know, we're trying to put more into this project. And yeah. what kind of styles were they? I know survivalists, they're fucking outstanding. Shout out to the lads there. Um, Great band, Great they're going to be releasing in January or February, I'd say, at this stage. Uh, Survivalist support the Worn Out, actually, in Belfast. That was yes. my first time seeing them. So you were yeah, drumming with them for a while, What's that? You were drumming with them for a while, is it? Yes, I think all the stuff they have out now, I think I drummed all of it. No way! Jesus, all okay. I think the only thing that was changed was the last the song. <laughs> the band then, and the change of drumming on that song, that was it. So, yeah, I was in them for about a year. Wow, oh. Jesus, excellent stuff, man. Um, and when you're saying as well that you were, you know, writing things remotely for the initial stage, initial stages of it, how many songs did you have before even stepping in the room to be able to, to play? Because I, I remember <laughs> hearing that you, you had written things and it was like, right, 
was it a case of you had an album and no, then no, going no, in no, to try no, play no, it or no, what way was it? This process is why I'm writing with Stuart. We had four songs then that we like practice in the room. And Mainfield was the last one, I think, wasn't it? Which we did. I think so, yeah. We recorded it first, thinking, right, banger, let's go. Then Eulogy was the next track. So it Jesus. was a track five. Yeah, yeah, track five. And that's where we're like, right, we're fucking serious. Well, we think there's a good sound here. That's mm. fucking for the album. So we walked in with four songs and came out with ten in about a three or four month period. Yeah, so, so it was very quick turnaround. Yeah, we started tracking in January, and I think we're finished. Say about May time. Yeah. So yeah. And what about five. Paul? Where where did Paul come from? What band right. is he? Paul, this is Paul's first ever band. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it is. So we we got him online basically. I wasn't actually too much involved in the tracking. He wasn't about then, so he's came along now and slotted him pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah. Whenever we first started recording the album and stuff, we had uh, we actually had three guitarists and yeah. a bassist, but we just kind of I don't know it didn't work it didn't work you know mm. it's too I don't know too many egos yeah you know you got too many dudes you gotta go what works <laughs> yeah I think w- w- once there's a flow it's you know it's hard not to stick with what actually works especially the early stages of a band where there's going to be such an influx of, of writing and everything's everyone's going to try to get their part in in some way so it's, I think it's a very crucial time you were getting two sets of songs maybe and uh, they were saying a bit different you know so mm. you dwindle up there and go well that's good as you say so that's what we do yeah. you know and Adam have you been a singer the whole time do you play other instruments uh, I mean, most bands I've been in, I've been playing bass, to be honest. Like, really? Cool. I've done a lot okay. of backup vocals, like the odd screams and stuff and singing and that. But yeah, uh, I guess I always wanted to just be a vocalist because I'm pretty much like mediocre at everything else. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, the best thing I wanted to do, you know, so I'm finally kind of getting to do that. You know? Yeah, so, they, they have a lovely balance right through the album, Edmund, of the clean vocals and Adam's vocals as well, like, haven't they? Yeah, it, that's I always find when it comes to the heavier stuff as well, that can be so hit and miss. And like, I won't even yeah. pretend it's not like um, some bands might do just one or just the other. But when you're mixing them, it really does have to be done right before that, because it can so easily come across like very cringy, you know. But yeah, like, you got that, you got that perfect balance, and I feel like you were conscious of that almost like knowing where Man. was the right pipe to, to put in because, you know, just, just because a, a vocalist can sing doesn't mean he has to every time. Like, oh, you know. we, so we like cleans well. I'm not actually a massive fan myself, I'll be honest with you. So <laughs> we've always sort of thought the, like a hook as opposed to yeah. a yeah, whole yeah. Yeah. and keep the screaming going like fuck, you know, keep it metal. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I think if you put too much like clean vocals in, like there's like I think you can be pigeon, you can like pigeonhole yourselves nearly by doing too much of that kind of thing, you know. And yeah, like, for, and for both of you, I mean, like Daryl, your drumming right throughout this album is fucking stand out, absolutely brilliant. Now it's yeah, like, there's nothing better than a, a fucking drummer that's propelling a whole album along, and and it's a great example, man. So congrats on that. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, what you, like Ev for being your drummer yourself like it was actually one of the first things that kind of stood out to me you know because mm. um, I remember I remember seeing that you know you had kind of written things remotely and then in my, in my head I'm like right okay how much of this that's why I wanted to know like how much was written remotely before going in or 
because uh, yeah, I saw some of the videos that I saw from, was it Voodoo that you were in? Uh, recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I saw a few of those, um, you know, like just even little shitty Instagram videos or whatever. But I was very much just being like, right, is this going to be a watered down version of the tracks? But not at all. Everything just sounded tight as fuck. Mm. Thank you very much. But appreciate it. Are you asking me remotely how I wrote the drumming? Are you? Or at the moment? Well, or? even like, you know, it's kind of one of those things when you hear remotely, it's, it's that thing that I'm kind of like, right, they did this program everything and then just try no, to do no, a watered uh, down version live or no drum ways I'll, I'll be honest with you and you can back us up here it was i don't know how to describe it it's like stuart would have came with you with a riff for a song on a thursday and says do you want to track the song next day <laughs> the last yeah, song that way and then that, Im- that immediacy know, works as well like just being you able know to... what? i like the track that way but it was really good this time to see any other time i've done stuff i've had an idea of what i wanted to do and that, you can see that in the first four songs, but you were able to break it down riff by riff and really get into what the fuck you wanted to do, if that made sense. You know, yeah, definitely, definitely. The drums down, and it really brought the most out of it, for me anyway. Mm. Okay, let's listen to first track here. It's uh, Eulogy, and it's uh, your second single, isn't it, lads? Yeah, it's yeah. the second one. Yeah. Okay.
That's right? class. That's the perfect example there of the balance and the brutality and the melody, the hooks. It's yeah, fucking, definitely. It's a some some opening track, lads. Uh, so Thanks what made up. what made you choose, uh, as I call him, the magician, Josh? Was an Josh, obvious Josh. choice. If you want to track that style of music, he asked the go to. Yeah, we've known him for years, but you know, it's know. it's easy for us to go to Josh because, like, I I was tracking personally myself. I was tracking music with Josh when he was learning how to record in his his mom's garage when I was like fourteen. No so way! It's, <laughs> yes. Personally, I just feel comfortable in his environment, you know, because it's. Not... What did that feel like, Adam? Just watching him just get like fucking more successful, man. He's so talented, like. Yeah, he's great at what he does. Yeah, he's great. Brilliant, like it's good. It's really good to see him sort of coming on. You know, he, I mean, he's one of those people you could always, you always knew he would sort of go that way, you know, because he was such like a quick learner even back then. You know, he was constantly just like taking in information and figuring stuff out. You know, mm. but it's very interesting because he's, he's self-taught completely. Like, and that's I respect, admire that a lot about him. You know, yeah. Uh, did you do much? Even listening to it, I'm kind of like, did you do much vocals? when you were playing bass in other bands at all? I did a bit, yeah. Um, I, I like did the odd bit of like singing a chorus and that, but I did the odd tiny bit of screaming. So I've kind of yeah. done it a bit, like, yeah. Because I'm just imagining if I was someone that was in a band with you and just being like, didn't fucking utilise that enough at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, in previous bands, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just being like, right, maybe... Maybe we should have let him do that part. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get in another bass player. Daryl, for yourself, uh, enjoy working with Josh. Oh, I love working with him. He loves mm. he loves the drumming and sax, and we yeah we get on very well. Do you know what? He's he's a big part of that album. You know he's he is, yeah. he's great to work with as a producer. Uh, he brings the best out in you as you're doing things. You know. I could be wrong, but does memory serve me right? Did he do some drumming for Survivalist as well? He he did. He took over from me when I came to do this. Yeah, and is he still with him, or is it oh, just... I remember him posted it. No, no. No, no. Yeah. He, oh, he's not with him. He actually had tracked that song, and then they brought him in, and he retracked it himself. Like, he done... He planned to do a gig, and I don't know who the new guy is now, so... No, yeah. he's, he's just strictly producing, and that's it. Yeah, because I was wondering, I didn't have a chance to talk to Gav, because I knew they had a drummer in, obviously, when they supported Worn Out, um, but, like, fucking hell... The, the quality of drummers up up your way is ridiculous. I, I don't understand it. Down south, like we can't fucking find a drummer for love nor money. Really, that's really? that's a big it's a big problem with a lot of bands. Yeah, it is. It is fairly hard. That's how I end up in bands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think it's the same up here. I think you can. I think you can get guitars and bass and stuff. Bass is usually alright, fine, but it's vocals and yeah, probably the hardest thing you can get. To be fair, I think most of the drummers I know from up north are in like three or four bands mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah I guess I, I guess it's probably as a thing here too <laughs> to an yeah. extent big shout out to Stuart as well is it you Daryl that worked together mo mainly or <sighs> yeah that's all the album it was yeah that's okay. the way tracks back the, we've been doing that for about 10 years wow. from or two bands I don't know where it's just a connection there it's very easy he'll write a riff and we'll speak about it on the phone you just sit there and we'll, we'll have it you know it just comes together very quickly mm. naturally is the word. Yeah. It all starts um, everything does, to be honest with you. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's just interesting. Um another band that 
he had played with, I think it was, as you said, was it before the interview started, it was Neon Empire? Yes. Yeah, we played with them in Dublin uh, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, Josh did their album as well. Or he yeah, played, indeed, yeah. Yeah, did he actually? He did. Yeah. He was talking about them. Yeah. Mm. And they're another band as well. Would would have clean vocals and harsh vocals. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they're really very, good. Very good. And lovely, yeah. lovely people as well. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They That's seem absolutely dead on. Yeah. Yeah. And who else was on that gig with you that night? Prima Wake and Pain and Vain. Pain and Vain. Okay. And that was uh, down in Dublin. Yeah. 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 Fibbers, how did you get on there? Pardon? How did you get on there? Good. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was our first show. Like, so we kind of had, uh, weren't really sure what to expect from it, but especially, it was good. especially with being pushed back earlier, but there was still yeah. a good crowd on. So, yeah, it was very good. We enjoyed ourselves now. Yeah, regardless of the new restrictions that we brought in the night before, <laughs> where we had to finish a lot earlier, uh, oh, it was still sick. good. Yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, Good and to Fibbers for doing it that way as well, rather than yeah, because uh, there's even places in Cork that gigs were actually just chopped. They like, look, we can't have you and a DJ later, so they've actually it's like showing what they give a shit about more, and it's yeah, the yeah. DJ later on. Whereas Fibbers are like, look, we're just going to do everything earlier because there's so many bookers, you can't be like, do you know what? You can make money today, but you can't. Do you know? Yeah. So if I just think fair play to them for for going for for doing that, like because other places are just kind of cutting yeah, the we, bands and then well, putting a DJ on. Like it reminded me of the lame like gigs are like that in there on a Saturday. Have been for years. It's like five to nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that already. Yeah, a lot of them have yeah, like the five like o'clock that. starts. I was watching Andy's vlog actually. Shout out to Andy from the Crawling. Mm-hmm. They played the limelight there. It was that. I'd love to. It's one venue I haven't been in yet. It looks class, like it is yeah, cool, it's man. Great. It's a it's a good place. It's a really big place. Sort of. Is it is it um, size wise? How does it compare to Voodoo? Uh, way different, isn't it? It's a completely different like it's got a layout. Bar floor in the middle, and then two lift up trays, haven't you? So you yeah. probably fit a few more people on it. All right, There's okay, just... so it's slightly bigger, yeah. Yeah, there's two venues. There's like three bars conjoined, so but I think it's Lame Lake too is where they have the gigs. And Most of like, yeah. like local gigs, I guess. Any of the bigger bars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't, have you played there, Ev? Have you? No, no, we haven't played in Limelight. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds yeah. me of the, the Dali in Cork. Yeah, in a way, I guess I'd say Dali would have been bigger. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of just the layout there with the it's bar and everything. Everything seemed to move the voodoo, really. Yeah, it seems to be going that way more now. And the voodoo more nowadays, you know. And speak easy, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's right. Mm. Yeah, Jesus Christ, they're spoiled for choice, aren't they? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking pricks. Yeah, shower <laughs> cunts. That's all you are. We hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we have to drive four and a half hours up to, up to Belfast every time. And then drive home hungover. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing works actually. Yeah. Grimly holding on to the steering wheel with yeah, clenched yeah. teeth on. It was worth it. It was worth it. And then <laughs> holding on to Richie at the same time, being like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be back up anyway, please God, um, uh, to see Metal to the Masses. Are, are you actually, can he saying about Metal to the Masses? Are you on it? We're going to be playing it. Yeah, we're on it. Nice one. Okay, good. Is that official yet or? Uh, I put it through, but I don't think there's been any announcements. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. 
Uh, yeah, man, that'd be a great one to get up there. You can jump in if you want, man. As long as we fucking will, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get back to the album, Decay. I mean, worn out at waste. You have Decay. Is there a team <laughs> running through it? Between the two bands, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just copy each other. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I deal with both Decay and Waste. I work in an environmental department, so yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, tell us what's the story behind the title. Uh, well, it kind of just, it's, it's a weird one, the title, for me, because like one of the first songs we wrote was Decay. And okay. I kind of from there decided that I just wanted to call the album Decay. I didn't necessarily have like thematically like a thing to do with that title, but everything okay. else I wrote about tended to be like it's, it deals with like mental health and stuff like that, and just like and like worldwide problems and stuff. Like so like Karoshi, like um, Karoshi in particular is about like Karoshi is a thing in Japan where people basically they're working like crazy crazy hours. And they literally like just sort of drop dead <laughs> from overworking. And it's literally, it's an epidemic there. And it's literally called as a name, Hiroshi. So it's been oh. that, sort of that. So it's just about different type, like some bad shit going on, I guess. <laughs> 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 I'm bad at explaining things sometimes, but yeah. No, no, that's good, man. I mean, we'll do a quick run through a few of the songs. Um, so Eulogy... The opener that you all heard there, um, absolutely one of the, one of the tracks of the album for me, directed by Kyle Kobe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was going to ask you that. that video. It's excellent. Yeah, um, Kyle. Um, uh, how long? Do you know how long Kyle's been doing it for? <sighs> Not too sure. A couple of years, maybe. A couple more. of years, but he's very talented and he's very driven. <laughs> Was he not in Canada as well? So yeah, he was doing it in Canada. He films like for he films a lot of like rap videos and stuff. So he really knows what he's doing. Like, um, mm. and we just sort of filmed it in the summer there. Like at the time, I was living in London for six months, so I like flew over from London to shoot the video, and we hired out the roof of UBS Center in the center of Belfast. What, what, where did you hire out? Pardon? What was the name of the building? Uh, the UBS Center. It's like a music center kind of place. Okay. But they have okay. gigs and stuff sometimes. Cool. But um, there's like loads of bars down like the side streets. And we yeah. were playing on uh, like a Sunday during the day. So like it was incredibly loud. And there was like groups of like girls and stuff down, like down, like we're ruining their day drinking, you know? Uh, <laughs> so like, this fucking Beatles moment. Like. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm, yeah, I yeah. just found, finished the three episodes on Disney about the Beatles playing on the roof, man. And yeah. Like, it's ridiculous, the lads playing on Archives the roof. on the roof, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like that, that was, but more of a racket, I guess. Fucking more about day, too. It was, yeah, it was a scorcher. Thank God you weren't fucking miming, man. That's great to hear that you played it live, you know? I've seen plenty of fucking bands try to get away with it and it looks absolutely shit. <laughs> Not going to name them, but uh... <laughs> yeah, that's a great video as well. Um, what was the reception like for that track? I mean, it's your second single. Um, are you aware of how many streams, how many people are viewing it? Or are you watching all that stuff? Well, I think it, how long, it's been out, what, two weeks, three weeks, weeks or something two, three weeks. It's been out now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's growing quite quickly, like on YouTube and stuff. Um, three thousand plus on each. Three thousand plus views, and like we haven't really put any promotion into that. So like, far, yeah. so it's been 
quite well received. Mm. Yeah, we have a PR campaign ongoing, obviously, to push the album. So, we're just, yeah, it's strapping free magazines and stuff like that, isn't it? So, yeah. more word of mouth that way yeah. at the moment. Yeah, Alex Baker as well. For yeah, Fresh yeah, yeah. He liked yeah. the thing. Yeah, he, he, he seems to really like that song, which is good. He's been playing it quite a lot. He's played it a few times in a row, didn't he? Yeah. So he <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit overwhelming for me, like, to be honest. Yeah, you um, that day, so uh, yeah, it was good. And uh, the next track then is Blueprints. Um, tell us a small bit about that. Uh, Blueprints is basically about like the concept of like nature or nurture. Like, say for example, you take like a serial killer or something. Is it their upbringing or the way they've been treated, growing up or their, throughout their life that's caused them to be that way? Or are they born with fat in their DNA kind of thing? Yeah, it's like that. What's it? Something in the carrot. What's that? Stick in the uh, carrot. Stick in the carrot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How you're raised that if you're giving a, a kid a stick, will he end up being aggressive? And if you're giving a, a kid like a carrot, is he going to end up to be... Bugs Bunny. Bugs exactly. Bunny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The title track, Decay, you've um, explained that. Uh, Unity, it's a great track, number four. Unity. Um, Unity basically was it kind of deals with a couple of things but primarily it was like around the time um like israel and stuff was going crazy like palestine oh, yeah. um and you're seeing obviously on the news at the time about like syrian refugees and stuff and people rejecting them so i basically mm-hmm. kind of wrote it around that like it's kind of like there's parts of the song that are from the like perspective of the person in that situation mm-hmm. who's born into it can't help it and other parts of it are just kind of like is that one of the newer songs lads or is it that in the first five one of the, the later ones we wrote track later yeah, yeah. I'm recording yeah one of the last okay. few we had recorded quite a few when I was writing the lyrics I think so yeah I think I'm riff on that riff quite a while though we had one riff in the middle of it yeah. I think for a long time and then we just uh, yeah. built it around <laughs> the bend, shoehorn yeah. it in like yeah yeah Glass. <laughs> and the fifth track Minefield again uh, great video um, DR Productions tell us about these lads that's, That's Josh, Josh Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Fuck's Christ. sake. <laughs> we, we, we just literally, we just done that. We're like, we need to get this fucking out there. Josh yeah. was like, let's do a video. I'll, he was just like, I'll do a video. I'll do it. We're like, That's, yeah, let's go and fucking smash it out and get it out there. And we didn't even drop it for like six months anyway. But yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, I think Fair we were to him, yeah. February, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was ages yeah. ago we did it. Yeah. <laughs> And was that the obvious single, the opening single for you? Definitely. Or had you, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 class, yeah. Um, I have I have the lyrics here now. Why do I always feel like it's my last day on earth? Why does it, I always fail to lift this course? Go into that there a bit, Adam. Right. Uh, well, basically, that is just like, like depression, just okay. written up pretty much. And like, I guess at the time I wrote that, to be brutally honest, it, I was kind of like dealing with things by like maybe abusing substances and drinking too much, that kind of thing. Um, so it was kind of like that self-destructive path where like you don't really care, but kind of like your own safety and stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. like, um, you, like you feel like it might actually be your last day because you're like, you don't really care anyway, you know? 
yeah. I guess. To, to, not, to not bring too much of a downer on shit. No, it was no, a long no, time ago no. I wrote it, but yeah. Um, you've, you've come through the other side of it anyway, which yeah, is the most important thing. Cool. Yeah, Xander with, like. Xander with... Xander um, with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <you're thinking> <laughs> That means he's conquered in heaven. <laughs> uh, for anyone listening to the audio version, I have a sniffly nose. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, um, you respect that as well. We see that with Xander, with Evans Band Born Out, brutally honest at times. And, you know, yeah. there's no hidden agenda with the lyrics. It's, it's straight down the middle, isn't it? Yeah, there's a certain level of crypticism that um, I think he's just not bothered with as in yeah. this is what it is you know you can take your meaning from it but there's something a bit more relatable in that sense rather than trying to have too much in-depth lyrics that no one will ever figure it out anyway but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just straight to the point yeah uh, track six holding on Daryl what are your memories of that one Double kicks at the start. Of the <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked. Will it go on? Cramps. <laughs> uh, that was like the second song we ever wrote. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago we wrote that one. Though. Yeah. Mm. That, so, yeah, it was an early one that turned out a bit better than what I think we thought it would, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you play that song live? Yeah. Yeah, we played the, the, the album launch. We played every song bar crochet just due to time. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Nice one. Play. That's a new. Um, awesome. Parma <laughs> violence. Go ahead. Right, Parma violence. Uh, it was actually the last song we recorded. Um, I recorded it um, literally the day I was moving to London, pretty much. So it's kind of it's a good memory for me that way because I literally went to the studio, banged it out, and then drove got on the boat and literally left the country. So it's kind of like a funny <laughs> for me, finishing the album on the day I move, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's a weird one, right? Because it's the stupidest theme of the whole album, but it's kind of like was the funnest to write. Um, basically, it's about, like, I was drinking, like, a Parma Violet uh, cider, right? <laughs> with a, with a guy I work with, right? <laughs> And randomly, I seen the word and read, read it as Parma Violence. <laughs> right? <laughs> I might have been, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. But then I was like, I asked a lot of my friends and stuff. I was like, that's a cool word. What do you think that means? Like, what, what, what would you, what does that make you think of? And I was with my friend Kev one day. Uh, I think we we're on the beach actually, and we were having like smoke and stuff. And um. I asked him the same question, you know, what, what do you think that is? And he said, it sounds like kind of like a graphic novel kind of film about a fashion designer <laughs> who hates everybody else in the industry and he's a serial killer and he kills them all. Can I have so some of your next video? That that's your next video is sorted. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's Christ. literally what it's about. I just wrote it like it was a movie. But yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I'd watch that. I'd fucking watch that, like hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Again, we, again, I have to put in the Beatle fucking analogy there of uh, Paul McCartney. He's mate. Um, we're sitting in some fucking restaurant. He goes to Paul or something like pasta, salt and pepper. And Paul McCartney thought he said pasta, sergeant pepper. And he went, oh. I didn't and even know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cool thing, sergeant pepper. And he said it to a few people. They all went, oh, sounds like an interesting bloke. 
So parma violence, man. Remember where you heard it first. I thought it was about a cheese. <laughs> a violent cheese. Violent diarrhea from a cheese, like. <laughs> or if you put a H in front, it could have been pharma violence, pharma which would be yeah, yeah. really interesting as well. But I know. Okay, map maker. I'm really interested in this one. Um, I really like that track as well. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Say no more. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Mapmaker, lyrically, um, I, I was reading a book at the time when we were writing the album, and it was a book about this guy, uh, Percy Fawcett. I think there's like a film and stuff about him. But he's a guy back in, I think, like the early 20s, 30s maybe, who was like an explorer. Like he was essentially a map maker, like he was mapping territories of places where people had never been. And he basically went to like the Amazon in search of a city that people he had heard allegedly existed, this kind of utopia, um, where there's like all this gold and everything, right? And he went there. He's a guy from England, like he went there um in search of it, and he nobody ever knew, knew, knew what happened to him. He basically went missing. To this day, they don't know what happened to him. He went in a band there, never come home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wrote it as if it was like his thoughts and feelings mm. while he's going through that and like maybe feeling guilty about the fact that he's leaving his family behind and he's going in. Is it selfish of him to do this um, and go out and seek that out and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I, I admire that, man. And it's cool uh, that they go off on those tangents as well, lyrically-wise. Yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking about your man, like, because if he was out kind of making maps, he's obviously in a place that no one knows where it is because yeah. he hasn't made a map about it yet. So he's yeah. fucked, like. <laughs> yeah. I think a tribe might have got him in the end, but yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to play uh, my favourite track of the album. There's two or three standout ones, but this for me is uh, the main one. Uh, it's Karoshi. 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 My apologies.
Oh, lads, you're going to see me up the front for that one. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and my 51-year-old ailing neck, but I don't give a fuck. That's, that's and, definitely and holding look, on to the speakers that, that, for that. That's the it's one that will put him under now, watch. Yeah, it will be. It'll fuck me up, man. I thought it was... I thought I was going to be heading to hospital after Elder Druid, but uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I will be losing the plot for that, man. <laughs> Daryl, how do you approach a song like that as a drummer? How do I approach a song like that as a drummer? Yeah. How do I approach any song as a drummer? Fuck, I don't know. It's literally, best way of putting it, Stuart just gives me something and you hear it in your head before you even mm-hmm. get something. That's, okay. That was the, Exactly the same that song. I didn't see any other way to go with that song bar continual double kicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it all going there, you know. It was actually one of the easier ones, the right drum ways, probably, to be honest with you. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Listen, you know, a lot of runny riffs and patterns, like so, and then standard breakdowns. So. Yeah. You, always your feet, you always get your feet to follow the, the breakdowns of the guitar, and then you're happy. Yeah. The best any, any chugs do with your feet. <laughs> Evan, I'm going to throw that towards you. You've listened to that track, man. I mean, would you approach it any differently? Or That's interesting. Um, well, I mean, every drummer is going to play things differently, but there's yeah. definitely things that I can see exactly what you mean by, like, well, that's what you have. That's exactly what should be played. Like, there's some matched kind of open chugs and stuff that it's you, you're giving it that that boost behind everything. Like, yeah, you, it would you probably start, sound weird if you didn't match it. Like, you know, you start, you just start there, and then once you get it down, you start fucking firing ideas and with toms and snares and a few old yeah, time pop, yeah. and it just starts piecing itself. Once together. you have that initial, the bass yeah. kind of the groove down with your feet, then work away. I think it's with songs like that, it'll be a lot of people's hands that would change rather than people's feet. You know, yeah, that's I mean, their, those match kicks thinking, are essential. Like. I've always done more feet work. I don't know about yourself, like, it's just been done up. Yeah, yeah. Just a thing, Jeez, like, I'm giving them a forum here to fucking go off on tangents and they're very <laughs> diplomatic at them. For fuck's sake. It's a drumming podcast, like, because we're sound, like. <laughs> Adam, you said that it was about uh, the Japanese style of uh, the way they make them work and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, um, approaching that uh, from a vocalist side, and yourself and Stuart, did you have much of a discussion in relation to how it was going to come across that song in particular? Shared vocally wise? Or in terms of what I should be doing? Yeah. Um, I don't think we did necessarily. Like, I kind of just go for it. Um, mm. We never really figure anything out prior. Because a, a lot of the songs, when we were recording them, like, the, like apart from the bar, the four, the first four or five. Yeah the instrumentals were laid down and then I sort of come in with the vocals so when I was recording them it was almost like the first time they were hearing them you know mm. um, there was the I can't remember if there was specifically in Croce but there was definitely on the album there was points where like the guys would like through the window kind of like suggest oh why don't you try this and like you know like different kind of patterns and stuff to break it up you know but um, yeah. yeah there's definitely cool. a bit of back and forward suggestions all around I think with us when we're recording yeah. Very messy the way we piece it together when you say that loud, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it comes across like there's such a great flow in it as well. Yes, so. that's the that's what I'm getting at. Mm. You know, I mean, fuck it, there's no fat in this at all. Like, Jesus. As I said, for for a debut album, it's ridiculously so tight, like and it's unreal, like it's so don't good. Fall into any yeah. of the traps that bands do, you know, right. excess fucking riffs or you know, excess solos and 
No, none of that bullshit, man. Uh, the last track, uh, Fontaine Road, an obvious ender? I think so, yeah. I think it was. It was a seven, six for seven song recorded, but yeah. that outro just screamed album ender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a solo, really, like, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Something we've never done as a band on any other project, actually. Yeah. Sort of pushed you. It's like, you need to put a fucking solo on that album, man. <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, no pressure, like. Yeah. <laughs> as well, for an album that, like, throughout a lot of it is quite, like, uh, pissed off and, like, depressed and angry and shit. Hmm. For, for the end, in that uplifting way, I think it's quite good, you know? It seemed obvious to us to do it that way. I, I think that song's probably, thinking about it, it sort of gives off what we try to do. Like, we like to be happy, but... There's a, even though that song is very heavy, it's very light as well, in yeah. a way. That makes sense, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And is it um, a precursor of what could come further down the line? An acoustic album. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get, we're going to go much later. No, I don't yeah. think. At the minute, yeah. anyway, It's just, it's just acknowledging that side of me and park it then for a while, is it? Yeah. <laughs> But we're starting to make work on new stuff at the moment, and it's, it's fucking beefy, like so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll filters in. There's a lot of avenues you could kind of explore with your sound. Um, it's interesting. The title, uh, Adam, is that is that a place in Belfast or somewhere? Or it's somewhere? it's a place in London, actually. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, uh, it's basically. Um, it was actually it's like a road in London. In whereabouts is it in London? It's near like Seven Sisters kind of area. Like, I think oh, it's fuck it. Okay. Yeah. By the tube station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's an area where there's lots of um, like warehouses and people live in the warehouses, like they're refurbed and stuff, obviously. Like okay. people like rent out rooms or whatever in it. Mm. But I was yeah, a big warehouse party in there in my, <laughs> my friend's brother's <laughs> warehouse. Love uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was at this crazy party and it was like a good experience and I met my girlfriend there at this party. So, yeah, it's see, basically... That, that's I always get right. to the fucking the details, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly three years the only thing shit, want, man. The only thing you wanted to know it if you had a girlfriend. This whole thing was a, a ruse yeah. just to find out if you had a girlfriend yeah. or not. <laughs> right, well, thanks a million. That's it anyway. All, all the best, lads. <laughs> all the best, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you had a good one there, Richie. No, you missed your chance. I told you I'd find out, though, didn't I? Mm. Every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing that's it's not bugging me, but like it's it 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 doesn't help that you're hard to find. The name archives. There's fucking three or four bands yeah. out there. Can you explain that as in, in the tag form? Is that what you mean? Um, when you go searching for Bandcamp or Spotify, there's a fucking shitload come up. Need the narrow. We actually day. found it. If you do it in capitals, they come up straight away. Well, that's the way. It, that's actually the way we spell it. It is in black mm. capital. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. No, just heard a few people saying they've tried to tag it on Facebook. It's been hard to find. So we're like, right, yeah. we need to put that right. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and how we'll did you settle on that name? How did we get the name? Yeah. Great story. This is actually a good story. And it I'm going to retire after this, brothers. lads. Yeah, <laughs> this is it now. It's better be good now. <laughs> we had a song from the last project. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but we were looking at to go down, to down that road with that vibe, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, but Josh had the song. He had the instrumental. So we asked him for it, and he said he couldn't find it. He'd have to look in his archives. He said it was lost <laughs> in the archives. Oh, that's very good. And that's, that's very good. Yeah. Where came from? We yeah. thought it was cool. We went from there. 
Fucking hell, man. He's all <laughs> over the span, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Getting a name's hard, though. It is. Like, and that's the hardest part of a him. fucking band is to get something that's catchy and also that there's no other fucking cunts using it. But yeah, sure, that's, that's like so uh, hard. Arcade's like, like yeah, definitely. <laughs> like worn out, there's a cabaret band in America, isn't there? Then oh, there's a few. Me. I think so, yeah. There's, there's a load of albums. They're quite good, actually. Yeah. There's there's a few bands that have like broken up from years ago that were called uh, worn out. But until someone comes up and starts threatening fucking money, yeah, I couldn't be arsed. Okay. I really couldn't give a fuck to be honest. Like, yeah, just right, man. Yeah, it's mm. not like we came out with the name of the Beatles, like so. I think we'll be all right. Keep, we keep reference them for the whole <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. show, man. For the crack. Um, merchandising. Who did your logo first of all? And. Cool. The logo was um, Kieran, Kieran Notion, uh, Spearhead Media. Yeah, I've uh, heard of him. Legend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the vocalist from Hollow Truth back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Kieran, absolute legend. He yeah, loves absolute his legend. Um, he's a YouTube channel where he does tutorials and stuff. About yeah, they're stuff. great. Yeah, they're uh, really, really I don't, good. I don't, really do, I don't do any graphic design or anything, but they're if, fun like, to watch. I watched that just because yeah. like it's entertaining, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out, Kieran. Uh, merch, um, merch. Um, well, we have, we have, we don't, we, we're kind of uh, still. We have, we don't have loads of merch out or anything, okay. but we do have a t-shirt design that I think we're going to start um, pump, pumping out online. That was done by Kieran. <laughs> Mainfield design. Yeah, that's on okay. the on the Spotify. It's on the single picture. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Nice one. And uh, you're, you're staying digital for the moment or have you plans for releasing any physical copies of anything? We were talking the other week about it. Like, um, I guess, like, at shows and stuff, we definitely will need to have more physical copies. Yeah. We, we weren't, weren't sure. And yeah. then people come up and ask us at both shows. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, we're going to have to get some. I yeah. love <laughs> to have vinyl just because I, I love vinyl, you know? Oh, no. Um, oh, man. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Another fucking rabbit hole with vinyl. Yeah. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I want to do it just to have, have one myself, you know? Every so, band wants to do it to have book. one themselves, but it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's just because it takes so long to get. It's, that's it. it that, that's the only problem I have with it. Like, it's just... It's so... Like, there's not enough vinyl plants out in the fucking world at the moment, basically. Well, it's the fucking the fact that we're in a um, a global pandemic is what really kind of fucked it. Like, mm. there's loads of I think the whole Adele thing was blown out of proportion. It's not actually just Adele that's taken up every single thing. Um, what was that, man? I missed that, and it's been referenced. Oh, basically, a few times. she booked up a load of vinyl plants to get half a million. The st- there was truth to it, but it was nowhere near what everyone thinks it is yeah. there's also like a shortage so, of the lacquer that you need to make finals that because there's a place in Japan that does it specifically <laughs> so Adele or no Adele like it, there's going to be a backlog regardless and then you can only have a certain Spotify number of people well. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah finals are class just just get them like you've climbed the mountain Evan with it man you, you got it and um, we did it months and months before people even um, knew um, that we'd done anything um, like. Yeah, and what I love about that is the fact that Worn Out Now can go to play a show and have their vinyl as merch, which is class like. Yeah. yeah and I that, that will probably be very interesting to see how much 
How many copies shift in relation to T-shirts and vinyl? Because you're in the position to do that now because you have a shitload of vinyl. So yeah, that, yeah. that'd be very interesting to see. I'm not giving you our fucking stats if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> How much is in your bank account right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have an autographed, worn out fucking vinyl, so I'm, I'm, I'm just happy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. At the <laughs> it's not going to be worth anything, like if you're planning on retiring on that. <laughs> yeah, well, trying to translate yeah, your fucking autographs will be uh, fun anyway for any authentic <laughs> of autographs. First time ever no one made fun of me and they all just looked at Xander's. I was like, that was a genuine moment for me. I loved it. <laughs> just cool, wasn't it? Um, so plan-wise, 2022, lads, I would love to see hit the UK shores with that album. Um, That's what we pre- want to do. We're, in the, yeah, we're trying to get that. We're just pushing for that at the moment. Really. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff organised like in that like we haven't announced or anything. Okay, that's fair um, enough, yeah. We'll be dropping another video at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, yeah we'll, we've plans to play over in the UK, like the mainland or whatever, like next year, but yeah, you have with something. restrictions and stuff, it's hard to know what's going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. You were trying to piece something together in Scotland, do you know? Yeah, we've, we've basically kind of got something going in Scotland, potentially. But, but it's a matter of when. We'll see, we'll, see, we'll see what Bojo says, you know. Yeah, I mean, Scotland I is an obvious. Scot- yeah. Scotland's an obvious choice, man. I could probably guess myself as well, but uh, <laughs> Scotland is an obvious choice straight away. Yeah, yeah. You know. Sick bands over there as well. Like seen over yeah. there. Like, and you and you'd have fucking so much fun over in Glasgow and Edinburgh, man. Oh, yeah. Man. So and it's a short fucking jaunt across, like so. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, have you got? Is there anybody sniffing around management-wise, PR-wise, with you at the moment? Yeah, we've uh, we're working with um, we have two separate ones at the minute um, with, P- with a PR guy and with a manager. We're, okay. we're using sound PR, and we've just sort of started working with AC management just to try and just try and push it on a bit more, basically at the moment. Yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah. deserves it, man. It's good okay. to hear. Social presence is going to be the way to push the band with this pandemic shit. So yeah. that's the way we're going at the moment until we can get more shows. Basically. Yeah. So hopefully we can get our UK tour sorted through this as yeah. well, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Cork was so fucking good for gigs um, before pandemic hit. It really was. We'd have you down at this stage, literally. Um, but we've nothing at the moment. Zero fucking now. Yeah, so. it was actually, I've already been on to the lads about stuff like that, all right? Yeah, um, so... Oh, it's just it's just venues it, it more than anything else. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, exactly. When, when more than if. So, yeah. So the likelihood is you'll see us up in Belfast at your gig rather than us down in Cork bringing a shitload of people to watch you. So that's the reality yeah. at the moment. We were meant to be doing what he caught the album launch in February, weren't we, next month? But I think that's all scrapped as well. Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to uh, have another headline in Dublin. Have you done an album launch yet then? No. We've done yeah. one, yeah, but we're going to do kind of like a down south thing as well, you know. Nice. Album launch a few weeks ago, so the plan was to go down to Dublin, obviously next, but I think it make it push back. It could be April now, but... Yeah, so. it's looking like April at the moment. But. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Ah, fuck it, I'd rather an all night out in Belfast, eh? What would you think? Yeah. I'll, I'll go I listen to someone fart through a walkie-talkie in Azerbaijan. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm all, I'm all in. Like Belfast now. We will go the extra hour and a half on the morning oh, yeah, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, Hometown so. gig is always better, man. You, you can only just see Elder Drew there in the voodoo, man. That was fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Okay, lads. Listen, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks again, Adam and Daryl. A uh, big shout out to Stuart, Samuel, and Paul as well of the band. And uh, one to watch in 2022, Archives. Thanks, lads. Thanks for having us. Yeah.